The Hippie Hour is a holistic wellness podcast brought to you by me, Hannah, a 20-something interested in everything others might consider hippy-dippy. From astrology to crystals, plants to tarot cards, feminine energy to yoga and meditation, I'm here to help both you and I dig deeper into these topics. Because wellness is involved, and I am a current physical therapy student, I will be citing scientific evidence and credible sources a lot investing alternative medicine pseudoscience. Always consult with your doctor first before deciding to implement any wellness changes. PSA, although essential oils are cool, they are not vaccines. If you are considering incorporating any topics talked about in this podcast into your own life, of course, do your own research as science is always changing and I'm definitely not an expert in these areas, just wholeheartedly interested. So let's learn more about becoming a hippie. Welcome back to another episode of the Hippie Hour podcast. This is once again your host, Hannah. Uh, If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I'm really excited to share the topic of episode eight today on sustainable gift giving. I think this is the perfect time of year where we can get kind of lost in the chaos or the frenziness of holiday shopping and trying to figure out what's the perfect gift for the people I care about most. And um, I think the research I did on this topic today is very insightful. And I learned some things that I didn't know that I'm excited to share with you all. And hopefully you take away some great tidbits from it to uh, influence your own sustainable gift giving this year. Uh, As a reminder, uh, if you haven't listened to the first episode, I talk about the I think it's like six pillars of well-being. Um, Sometimes it's six, sometimes it's eight. It's kind of up to the diagram that you reference, but I just want to remind everyone of those six pillars of well-being and that um, this topic today, sustainable gift giving, falls more into that environmental health aspect of your well-being, um, as well as your social health, since it involves connecting with those who are important to you during the holidays, such as friends and family. And I think it's really important to uh, have that in the back of your mind whenever you're listening to this podcast, since that's kind of my goal, is just to remind you all of the various facets of your health. It's not just physical. It's not just mental. There's many more things that contribute to your well-being. And that's kind of my goal for this podcast is to make sure that you're thinking about all those different aspects. You know, last week, I think I talked about the uh, lunar eclipse and that kind of falls into more of the spiritual side. And it's okay if you don't believe in it, because if that doesn't align with your own spiritual beliefs, that's that's a-okay. Uh, but just talking about these things can help us remind ourselves how important it is to take care of each facet of our well-being. So yeah, I just wanted to touch on that before we dive in today. And before beginning our mindful moment, I, I love that I thought of that for the podcast uh, because it gives me a second to chill as well uh, because I kind of need to take a breath before I get into like word vomiting at you. Uh, But I wanted to share last night 
I went to a super cute little local crystal shop near my parents' house uh, south of the Minneapolis area since I was home for the long Thanksgiving weekend. And it was it was so adorable. It was just a local business and I felt like I was doing something good because I was shopping small, but I was really drawn to making these three things part of my purchase. Um, and I posted about that on the Instagram yesterday. And so that included Palo Santo, Amethyst, and Citrine. Um, Amethyst and Citrine being two crystals. Uh, Palo Santo, if you haven't heard of it before, it's this uh, small little dried wood. A lot of yoga studios use that. Um, and it's really good for clearing the energy, the air around you. And I think it just smells really great too. Uh, it originated from South America, primarily Ecuador, and I think Guatemala. I'll have to double check that. I just posted about it, so I should know. And then Amethyst and Citrine, uh, I, I posted some info on those two crystals, so check that out on the Instagram, the Hippie Hour podcast, if you don't follow already, because I try to keep lots of little educational pieces that I reference in the podcast going on there, and um, I'm definitely more present on that. Uh, platform than even my own personal platform because I've been trying to take a break from social media on more of like a personal level. Uh, but I do recognize the importance of it for things such as this, my podcast, if I want other people to hear it and to learn about the things that I'm passionate about, I kind of have to be present online somehow. So I'm a lot more present through the Hippie Art Podcast um, page if you want to message me with any questions. So let's dive into our mindful moment. Uh, this is just a one minute quick breather for us to get settled into uh, receiving all of the information that I'm gonna share. Um, so let's, let's begin. <laughs> I feel like my brain is, is foggy for a second and I'm not remembering where I'm going. So if you can get in a comfortable seat, you're laying down that's great too and just take a deep breath in let it out another deep breath in let it out maybe closing your eyes or having a soft gaze take another deep breath in through your nose out through your mouth just let it out just start to notice the little sensations you're feeling throughout your body relaxing your jaw relaxing your fingers maybe even letting your head drop chin to chest doing some head circles maybe rolling out your wrists Whatever feels good for you in this moment, maybe it's complete stillness, no movement at all. But take another deep breath here in through the nose, out through the mouth. And just take a mental note of what you're feeling, what are some things that are rising up for you right now? 
Is it something that happened recently? A relationship in your life? A intense emotion that you're experiencing? Your to-do list? Stress? Calmness? What are you feeling? And just take note of that. Take one more deep breath in. Sigh it out. And gently open your eyes if they are closed. All right. Let's talk about sustainable gift giving for the holidays. So diving right in, what does sustainable even mean? I think this is really key for understanding the purpose of sustainable gift giving. So I found a quick definition on sustainability and it says sustainability focuses on meeting the needs of the present without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their needs. The concept of sustainability is composed of three pillars, economic, environmental, and social, also known informally as profits, planet, and people. So what are some good examples of sustainable gifts or ways that you can give gifts in a sustainable way? Uh, We're going to go through this. So I recommend um, I'm going through like quite a few examples. So if you like to write things down during the podcast or you like to journal, go ahead and grab that now so you can jot down some ideas or notes that you have as we move through this because there's quite a few examples that I both found and uh, created based on my own um, history of giving sustainable gifts. So The very first thing you can do is gift a service instead of goods. So I really like this myself as a gift as well, because this is something that a lot of people don't ever make time or spend money on that takes care of themselves. So this could be a massage appointment, a hair appointment, um, a facial Anything like self-care related falls into this category a lot like a self-care service. And I think people really like that because it is something they can go and do. It's not a physical, tangible thing that maybe they don't like that much, but have to say like, oh, thank you. You know, Um, usually things like massages especially are a really good gift because uh, people almost never, unless they're like a regular massage uh, person, like they fit it into their schedule and they make it a point to prioritize it. A lot of people don't uh, put that aspect of like self-care and taking care of their body as like their most top priority, especially during the holidays. I think people get a lot of stress. So massages are really nice. Uh, you know, if you have a mom or a dad who is doing a lot of holiday shopping, this can be a really great stress reliever for them too. Uh, Gifting a subscription is another example of like gifting a service instead of a good. So having an initial subscription that you pay for, such as like HelloFresh, so that they can try it out and see if they like it is a really good way to gift a service. And then um, they can cancel it if they end up not liking it. The next thing is homemade treats or edibles. So if you are really good at cooking or baking, um, 
putting together like canned goods or preservatives. Uh, this is a really great way to both channel like something you like to do and give someone something that like you made yourself, which people really appreciate. I used to, in elementary school, make this, we called it Russian tea. My mom and I, she would help me because um, it was my great grandma's recipe. It had, it had like really basic ingredients in it, but I used to think it was really fancy. And so we would combine all of the ingredients. They were all just like dry powders of some sort into a little mason jar. And I would like decorate it with like a little bow and I'd glue on some like little shiny decorations on top of the mason jar. And it felt like such a nice little gift that I gave to my teachers and it wasn't super expensive either. Uh, Russian tea, I think it just had like tang in it, which gave it like a citrusy flavor and then some like instant tea. I'll have to look up the recipe because it actually is a really great winter um, pick me up. It's really warm and sweet and all my teachers really loved it. So this is something that I highly recommend if you like doing that kind of stuff too, and it usually doesn't cost too much. Another thing you can do if like treats or edibles aren't your thing is uh, do a creative handmade gift. So if you are still creative, but not super into the like food or drink side of things, you could crochet, you could knit, paint, draw, sew, write a poem about your friend or the person that you're give giving this gift to. You can basically just use that to channel your inner Etsy grandma and make something special for them that they're always going to remember you by. This next gift idea, I had no idea any of the information I'm going to share with you. Uh, this is all from the Earth Easy article that I'll cite at the end of the podcast and acknowledgments. Uh, it was a really great article on sustainable gift giving. So they said, quote, old end quote, gold jewelry uh, is a really great gift to kind of keep with sustainability purposes. So it's called old, even though it's not necessarily old. And they said in this article the, that the cost of gold jewelry goes far beyond the price tag when you consider the cost to the environment that it causes. So cyanide is a toxic chemical. One teaspoon of 2% cyanide can cause death in humans. And today, this dangerous chemical is used in gold extraction operations worldwide. Uh, leftover cyanide waste is actually stored in ponds with thin liners that can leak or break right into the water. It isn't unusual to have the like spills of cyanide because of this. Um, and that heavy metal-laced water can contaminate groundwater, kill fish, waterfowl, and contaminate our own drinking water. And that's just from mining gold. Uh, approximately 78% of newly mined gold each year goes towards jewelry fabrication. So this includes rings, bracelets, earrings, etc. And it takes 30 tons of ore to produce a single new gold ring. Uh, in the U.S. alone, demand for gold continues to rise at record levels, with many unsuspecting consumers wishing to fit the image of wealth and status as portrayed in the media. And with over 35,000 tons of gold reserves in the world, central banks 
there is enough gold to cover demand for primary metal at the current levels of use for more than 14 years. So that doesn't tell you something. I don't know what does. If our consumption of gold jewelry was significantly reduced, the gold stored in reserves could last us for close to a century. Isn't that insane? We simply don't need to mine any new gold at all, let alone uh, basically encouraging the gold mining industry to continue using cyanide as this really bad uh, leach technology. Old gold looks just as good as new gold, and you can look for used gold jewelry at antique shops, swap meets, and jewelry shores, and many jewelries can also recast new designs with gold supplies from supplied from um, an antique or out-of-style piece that you may have at home. So this is a really great thing that you can do for someone who maybe likes a little bit more like thrifted jewelry or older style jewelry, someone who really wants gold jewelry for a Christmas gift or a holiday gift. Um, and this is a good way to, to give them something meaningful because you really thought about what was going into uh, giving them this gift. Another item for sustainable gift giving are those who are those who those that are battery free. And I always forget about this. So batteries are this big villain in the effort to reduce toxic solid waste. And in the long run, they take far more from the environment than the energy that they give. So Yes, they are indispensable in many situations. Uh, for some things, you really can't avoid having batteries, but gift giving is considered non-essential. So it's a good place to consider alternatives to battery-powered toys and gizmos. If you have to provide batteries for a gift, make sure to buy rechargeable ones. That's something that people always forget that they can do. Most hardware, hardware stores sell these little wall plug um, plug-in units that will hold AAA, AA, C, and D size batteries. Uh, modern rechargeable batteries will hold their charge a long time and are quick and easy to recharge. So keep that in mind. If you are going to buy something with a battery, you might as well just include a rechargeable battery and its little like plug-in unit with it. I really like this next gift. I kind of went really deep on the information I gathered on this um and i really hope somebody who's listening takes away uh this idea and does it for a sustainable gift so gifts of social service and animal welfare are a really great way to uh, give sustainably so this could be giving to a local animal shelter in your friend or loved one's name um Donations are usually recognized by different nonprofits, and you could, you know, give the person that you're donating for's name, and sometimes they'll like put them on a plaque or put their name on a wall, that kind of thing. And people really love that. Um, you can combine this with the next gift idea that I'm going to mention about like um, gifting an experience. So you can combine this with experience giving by signing up for a voluntary service together, such as like helping out at a domestic violence women's shelter or a neighborhood cleanup. Uh, and this is something that kind of double dips into both social service and having an experience together that you'll remember. You can also 
do something really cool called purchasing a land stewardship investment. Um, I don't know why I'm chopping up my words today, so sorry. Uh, so this is from the Christy Don website. This is a really wonderful company that I'm going to share about um, soon under another category of gift giving. Uh, but this part falls into the social services and animal welfare category of sustainable gifts. So Christy Don is this company out in California, and they have this option um, that you can check out, like if you're shopping for clothes on their website, you could also purchase this land stewardship investment on behalf of someone else, and you share the gift of process, healing, and regeneration. So this is what you do. You invest $200, which covers the cost of farming cotton uh, regeneratively on 3,485 square feet of land. And just that $200 pays for everything needed for that plot of land to farm cotton, which includes, and this is nuts that that $200 covers all of this. It includes the farmer's salaries, herbal pesticide repellents, the seeds for five pollinator crops, the seeds for three trap crops, the seeds for 10 cover crops, drip irrigation, uh, verma compost bins, natural fertilizers, worms for the compost, and all other farm expenses. So it's a really great way to like make your dollar go really far. This plot of land also sequesters 480 pounds of carbon from the atmosphere within six months, which is extremely helpful for our current global warming crisis. So the recipient of your gift will receive updates from the farm and reap the benefits of their land stewardship in the form of store credit at the end of the season. So just seems like a really awesome thing you can do in honor of someone else. And it doesn't have to be from the Christy Dawn website. I'm pretty sure many other companies have something similar to this, especially clothing companies, because um, this is a cotton uh, farm. So you can always do your research too and, and find somewhere else that you align with really well, but giving the gift of uh, land stewardship to someone else, I mean, if someone did that for me, I'd feel really honored and really special that that was given in my name. So moving on to experiences. <laughs> I said it like that. Experiences to enjoy and remember either with or without this person that you're giving to. So some examples I wrote down. I personally really love this. I think this is a great way to give sustainably because you're giving a memory, like a future memory, instead of like a tangible thing, um, like a like a good or a product. So you could buy them a Minnesota State Parks Pass or whatever state that you're from, and they can use this on their own. So if they really like to hike or camp, uh, this is a really great thing. Like Parks Passes are awesome, especially for those who might feel like uh, they can't spend that money on themselves, but they're really outdoorsy and you know that this would be really good for them. Go ahead and buy that for them. And so they can use it on their own and with you because you can go on a day hike with them or an overnight camping trip. Um, any sort of pass, like a season pass of some sort or an annual pass is usually a really great way to do this. It doesn't have to be a state park pass, but um, you get the gist. You can also buy concert tickets for you two to go to or like a comedy show. 
Uh, and this one I really love too. You could buy a yoga class for them to attend or any other workout class, any sort of class for them to do. It could be photography, pottery, art, whatever it is, you could do it with them. Or if whatever that class is, isn't your thing, you're still giving them the gift of attending this class and you don't have to go to their thing, you know? Um, but people really love that because those are very outside of the box gifts and they really show that you put thought and effort into giving them something special. Uh, in that article that I talked about earlier, they also said that uh, giving the gift of flower power is a really great sustainable gift. So someone you know who maybe really likes houseplants, uh, I'm a houseplant person and I can't get enough of houseplants. So if someone were to give me a houseplant, I'd be really happy. Um, you could also give them herb garden seeds or flowers. Uh, if they're really into houseplants like me, if you you know, propagated a bunch of other plants that they don't have. So that just means giving them basically like a little cutting to grow their own plant from an already existing plant uh, and put them in like cute little vases or something. That's really special too. And that's a very sustainable way to give a gift because it doesn't really cost a whole lot from the environment. And, you know, plants help clean the air. People love plants. So highly recommend that one. You can also give used gifts. So this is basically like repurposing things you would never use or a gift you didn't enjoy um, that you think a friend or loved one, basically someone else would get a lot more value from than you do. And if you're uneasy with the concept of giving an, a used item as a gift, I really liked this that the article mentioned. They said, just write a note on the gift card or... Um, the what's what am I saying the the like wrapping paper that's what I was gonna ask uh, or say what is going on with my words oh my gosh I'm sorry uh so write this if you are like a little concerned that they might know it's a used gift or a repurposed gift uh, right. We know how much you love nature. This gift comes to you at no expense to the environment, which I really liked. Uh, Regifting a book you read once and really enjoyed, but you'll never read again is a really great thing to pass along too, especially to your book friends who, who love to read. That's something that it's just taking up space in your life. So just let it go, you know? Some other things to keep in mind are, you know, continue to buy local or from a small business, uh, buy eco-friendly or buy biodegradable goods when you can, and buying ethically sourced goods is another category I want to um, talk about here. And this is the one I really got into. This includes the Christy Dawn uh, company I mentioned. So ethically sourced goods. A good question to ask yourself when purchasing something is, does this company treat its workers fairly? Are they being paid fairly? A super great clothing company that I found recently called Christy Dawn embodies this idea to a T, and I actually learned a lot from their website, and their mission is to honor Mother Earth, and they have this wonderful snippet um, under their like clothing called Price Transparency, and it says, you know, like, why should I buy a dress that's over $200? And it really opened my eyes about the quality of clothing I was buying and the person who makes it. 
and if they're being paid well. So this price transparency says, we design every Christie Dawn piece to last a lifetime, an heirloom treasure to pass down for generations to come. Made in our LA factory, each piece is sewn by artisan dressmakers paid premium wages with full healthcare and paid vacation. When you purchase a garment from us, you're investing in more than just a piece of clothing. It's a commitment to transparency, ethics, and a healthier world for us all. The below pricing breakdown is based on our namesake style, the Dawn dress. Pricing varies based on the complexity of the design, the type of quantity of fabric used, and the time it takes to complete each piece. So this Dawn dress takes two and a half hours to make. Hourly labor is $20.56. So two and a half hours of labor times that hourly rate of $20.56 comes out to $51.30. The amount of fabric used to make the dress is 2.3 yards. The cost of that fabric is $3.50 per yard. So 2.3 yards of fabric times that price is $8.05. The trim cost is $2.21, overhead cost is $9, and that totals to $70.56 to just make that dress. And then, based on industry standards, that number is multiplied by three because it's three times markup. Um, in order to actually make a sustainable profit for the company. And this is considered pretty generous because they talk about how the fashion industry's standard is actually marking it up four times that price. So $70.56 times three ends up to be $218, which is the dress's total price. Which I just really liked. I'm not a big math person, but I love that they took the time and thought to write all of that out to explain like why is it so expensive you know it's not just like we're a bougie brand that's trying to mark up our price they're explaining that they're selling these clothing items in a sustainable and ethical way they also include this little infographic alongside the pricing transparency and that shows how Christy Dawn's dressmakers earn this premium wage of $20.56 per hour, whereas the minimum wage is about $14.25, I believe in California since they're in LA, and that is compared to the average garment worker's wage of only 6 to $7 an hour. So I'm assuming that's an international quote, like the average garment worker's wage is only six or seven dollars an hour like that's just insane um and then the lowest recorded ever garment worker wage was two dollars and 77 cents an hour in this day and age like currently so i really appreciated that they again took the time and energy to write that out because i would feel much better investing my money into a really high quality piece of clothing such as this Don dress that, you know, is basically contributing towards a dressmaker's livelihood and I'm making an ethical purchase. So that's not the only company out there that has 
really great stuff like this. I just happened to stumble upon it. And so if you find other companies similar to it, please let me know because I'm trying to share these type of uh, organizations and companies with people in my own life too, just to reiterate and educate how important it is to buy ethically. You should also consider buying from BIPOC-owned businesses, so that's Black, Indigenous, and people of color, um, especially local ones. If you are in the Twin Cities area, there's two I want to plug really quick. Um, so 612 Jungle is this really awesome yoga studio. Uh, the owner is the only um, female Black owner of a yoga studio in the state, I believe. And then there's also Black Garnet Books in Minneapolis as well. They're both in Minneapolis. If you want to buy someone uh, you care about a book, consider going to them. They have a great online website and you can just deliver it right to your house. You also want to think about avoiding fast sales and cheap products. This is like the epitome time of the year where people do that, where there's all these like flash sales and things are super cheap. And, you know, although we all like to save money, a lot of items that are that cheap will likely, one, not last very long, and two, we're definitely uh, profiting off of paying their um, workers, likely overseas, extremely low wages with probably little to no benefits. Um, this is really important to think about for fast fashion as well. So this kind of ties into that clothing piece that I mentioned with Christy Dawn. So the fashion industry essentially profits off of people buying into very short-term trends and styles that don't last more than a few months before becoming obsolete by society standards. And if you are really into fashion and trends, it might not even last you a few weeks before it's considered out of style. So if you do want to give someone that you care about um, clothing or you really want to buy um, something for them that's made from fabric, consider buying staple items from really high quality brands that are going to last a lifetime or at least like 10 years. Like that's a really good way to gauge something before you buy it is like, do I think this will last really long? And try to avoid trendy patterns or cuts. Look for those timeless pieces, such as like a little black dress, a simple jean jacket, a nice dainty necklace that's, you know, old gold, as we mentioned before. Um, but also know who you're shopping for, because maybe who you are shopping for really loves funky, quirky stuff. Um, so if that's the case, try to avoid the cheap things. Like, Give the gift of quality because they're likely going to wear it for much longer. They're going to love it because it's made out of better material. Uh, that company hopefully was paying its workers well. So it might take a little bit more effort on your part to do that research. But if you want to be contributing to sustainable gift giving, you're just going to have to deal with it. You know, we all have to do our part and just a little bit of research isn't going to hurt you, you know, and it's not going to take that much time. Try your hardest to avoid buying everything as well from big corporations. I know you're probably not going to be able to avoid it 100%, um, but big corporations to consider shying away from are Amazon, Target, Walmart, Best Buy, etc. They're not inherently 
evil. I don't want to say that that they're that. It's just when you can spend your money at local businesses or on things that um, are handmade, you know, trying to think about um, where that money is going is really key for making a contribution to sustainable gift giving. Of course, like I'm probably going to end up going to Target to buy my wrapping paper and that's not the end of the world, but I'm going to do my very best to like thrift for things and secondhand buy and make things buy from local businesses or like Etsy shops uh, because I want to think about how I'm making an impact on the earth and small businesses who need my orders over the holidays. And a good way to kind of convince you of this is to think about it like, do you want to spend your money towards a CEO's fifth Lamborghini or towards a small family business's next grocery bill? What's more meaningful for you? So I know you can't avoid all of it. We're, we're all like obsessed with Amazon. It's everywhere and it's very convenient. So I understand, but just trying to do something over the holiday season, like buying at least one gift sustainably is still better than nothing. So I highly encourage you to think about that as we go into the shopping season. So that is it for sustainable gift giving examples. And I want to give you a quick journal prompt if you are a journaler or at least just something to think about if you're not someone who likes to write down um, your thoughts. Uh, to take away from this podcast, what is one way that you will give gifts sustainably this year? What is one thing that you can do? So if you like to pause um, and write down what you're thinking before finishing up the podcast, go ahead and do that now or circle back to it later. So I hope this helps you guys with sustainable gift giving. I know that's a lot of information. Um, I feel like I definitely word vomited everything that I wrote down. I have like five pages of notes here. Um, but I hope it helps you enjoy the holidays a little bit more. Um, and before I finish up here, I did want to draw a animal card for you guys from this awesome new feel-good deck that Sarah Seidelman, I believe, I'm so sorry if I said it wrong, um, sent me. So I was on a live through this awesome yoga retreat company that I love. I went to one yoga retreat with them before, and I'm going to another one in January called Boreal Bliss Retreats. So they're a Northern Minnesota yoga retreat company. And um, I know the owners, uh, the lead yoga teachers, and they're just wonderful. I love them. Um, and they were having a live with Sarah Seidelman, and she was discussing her new book that she's releasing called um, Where the Deer Dream. And it's like this work of fiction. I believe it's her first work of fiction. And it's kind of talking about like this coming of age, spiritual awakening of like a 17 year old. And I've only started just a couple pages and I already think I'll like it because it's kind of that feeling of who am I figuring out like where I fit into life. And she sent that to me for free because she just drew a name out of a hat of like sending somebody a free book and she included this awesome little deck and I was like oh that is so sweet so the deck is called how good are you willing to let it 
get. And it's basically a bunch of different animals. Uh, she has a book talking about, like, I think she believes, I believe they're called, that she calls them, like, beasties. And it's kind of talking about, like, your animal spirit in a way. I, I don't know too much about it. I need to look into it a little bit more. Um, but she was like, I would love to talk about that on your podcast sometime. So hopefully we'll have her on here. I think that would be super fun. But I'm going to draw a card for you guys to just kind of end here. And whatever message I read, hopefully it resonates with you and you can um, take it with you as you move on from the podcast today. So Let's see, I've been shuffling them the whole time. <laughs> but let's give it a quick knock, clear out any energy, and which card is speaking to me? Here you are. All right. This one is Forgive Yourself. And it's a sweet little kitten with its eyes closed on the front. It's like a tabby cat, like calico colored. On the back, it says, when you feel none too proud of your actions, don't despair or stand in self-judgment. Forgive yourself. Ironically, it's the humble thing to do. You're as innocent as a child who still has much to learn. Apologize. Ask how you might repair the damage. Then snuggle back up to me in that peace that passeth all understanding. And a question for this card is, where do you need permission to be human? And then a little like affirmation at the bottom says, um, dear God or source or universe, whatever resonates with you, remind me that it's okay for me to make mistakes. Give me the humility and guidance to right my wrongs and help me stay close to you. Awesome. Well, hopefully you needed that. I think I needed that. I <laughs> I need to take a second to to really allow myself to feel that message and hear that it's okay to to give myself a little non-judgment. Uh, I've been feeling that a lot lately. So, yeah. Hopefully you guys learned something from this episode. I know I definitely did while researching and uh, let me know what you end up doing to give sustainably this year. And yeah, if you have any questions, please let me know on the Instagram. Um, I never really know how to end the podcast. So I just kind of talk until I say goodbye. But yeah, so I wish I could give you all a nice big hug right now. I feel like we could all use one. Um, take care of yourself. Go do something for yourself today. And I'll catch you next week for episode nine. Bye.